With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
morning, my friends. The opening music was by Salve Vocal Group from the CD Native Angels by Salve. This CD is so awesome. It has many spiritual songs with Native American instruments and Gregorian chants and the like. They are unlike anything you've ever heard. And if you want to order a copy, contact Salve.org. You can phone them at 210-573-6335 to find out about their live shows, and they are on Facebook. And you can also listen to them at YouTube, and I also found their CD on Amazon. So anyway, if you like the music, just check them out. I'm your host, Sean Char- McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created by an open-minded platform that focuses on uh, study in church and prayer, and that's it. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible. And, of course, you can use any Bible you wish. And I've, I've had many spiritual experiences myself, and uh, I'm just going to uh, keep the Sunday morning sacred and uh, read the Bible and learning as we go along. And we made it all the way through from um, all the Gospels, and now we're in Acts. And we're just focusing on being our real, real selves, relaxing and uh, learning the message as, as it's told to us by the Bible. Well, we're here every Sunday uh, at 11 a.m. Sometimes we start a little early, and I'll let you know when, and when that happens. Uh, I broadcast it on Facebook that we're starting early. And that's about it. So uh, we welcome you this morning. For opening prayer, let's say together, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, God. <clears throat> and then, amen. Christos Anesti. And we... Also pray for all the Christians that are being persecuted worldwide. It seems to me that it's, it's uh, everything's up the ante, and uh, I was horrified to hear that they were actually uh, crucifying Christians in Syria. And Christians have almost been entirely removed from Mosul, and there's so much conflict worldwide. Uh, please, God, send your mighty Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect them and all your angels, including the big ones and small ones, to protect all of us, all of us, everywhere in the world where there is conflict, especially for those who just are trying to express their love for Jesus and Christianity and and God. And our prayers also go out to all the ones that suffer in the world, including the animals that can't speak for themselves. And we also pray for the wisdom of our president and all of our policymakers, they have many decisions to make, and we're praying for all countries with problems and suffering all over the world. As we are told, our leadership is appointed by God, and we need to pray for them. And I know that angels are working overtime to correct our mess and the things we get ourselves into. And, uh, and those in times of deep trouble, let's just say our prayers for each other, because nothing works like prayer. I want to thank you, God. Amen. And we, as Jesus, ask Jesus to uh, bless us and help us grow under his care because we're trying to learn every day. We're trying to learn to be better people. Anyway, we also have everyone and, and your families and the kids and the extended family in our prayers every day. And God bless you all. 
Now, we have a lot of birthdays today. Happy birthday to anybody that has a birthday today. I wish you all the best, and I want you to know that God loves you so much, and you were born special, special. There's only one you in all of eternity, and you're an awesome uh, just being just as you are. I'd like to wish Sarah Combs happy birthday, Jocelyn Eagle, Hengel, Scott Foster, Sherry Russell, Joanna, <clears throat> Joanna Riggs, Jay Cheed, Mark James Foster, Roberta Donne, and everybody else who's having a special anniversary or birthday, I wish you all a very, very happy and blessed birthday and a very prosperous year ahead. And I'd also like to say congratulations to my granddaughter, who is starting her first week in college, and uh, she's going to a liberal arts college in Laguna Hills, and she's a very lucky little girl that, uh, well, she's a young lady. Uh, that she's able to attend this college, and her mother is doing everything she can to support her in that. And anyway, if you have a special prayer request or positive intention, our phone number this morning is 619-924-9744. You can use that phone number to actually listen in on all, all our shows, and especially our, our Sunday morning uh, Bible study. I found another resource for Bibles. It's www.biblegateway.com, and I also use uh, www.biblia.com. Now remember, last week we were reading uh, Acts 4, and Chapter 4 deals with persecution starting uh, starting, and how the Christians pray for courage and fellowship together, and uh, how they were talking about how that um, the, this they were preaching in the same town where they uh, actually killed Jesus, and they were talking about, it, and they were giving, as let me say now, that oh now Lord. Take note of their threats and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence. So they were actually asking for boldness when they were preaching because it's pretty hard to preach when uh, people hate your guts and uh, they want to crucify you. And, you know, this was a, they also, they already crucified Jesus. And as we know, uh, the same event will happen to the apostles, but that's uh, when we are reading in further. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's quite an amazing chapter, Acts 4. So now we're going on to Acts 5. And it's called, the title of this is called The Purging and Prosecution. And get your Bibles ready, Acts 5. Okay, now let's begin to read. But a man named Ananias with his wife, Sapphira, sold a piece of property, and they kept back some of the price for himself with his wife's full knowledge and bringing a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain, in, remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And as he heard these words, the knife fell down and breathed his last, and a great fear came over all who heard it. The young men got up and covered him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. Now there was, now there elapsed an interval of about three hours. And then his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price. And she said, Yes, that was the price. 
And then Peter said to her, Why is it that you have agreed together to put the Holy Spirit of the Lord to test? Behold, the, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. And immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And a great fear came over the whole church and over all who heard of these things. At this, the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were taking place among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's portico. And none of, but none of the rest dared to associate with them, however, and the people held them in high esteem. And all the more believers in the Lord, multitudes of men and women were constantly added to their number, to such an extent that they had even carried the, the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall upon any one of them. Also the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all being healed. But the high priest rose up among all his associates, that is, the sect of the seducers, and they were filled with jealousy. They laid hands on the apostles and put them in a public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison and taken them out. He said, Go, stand and speak to the people in the temple and the whole message of this life. Upon hearing this, they entered into the temple upon daybreak and began to teach. Now when the high priest and associates came, they called the council together, even all the senate of the sons of Israel, and sent orders to the prison house for them to be brought. The officers who came did not find them in the prison, and they returned and reported back, saying, We found the prison house locked quite securely, and the guards standing at the doors. But when we had opened up, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them as to what would come of this. But someone came and reported to them, The men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and are teaching the people. Then the captain went along with the officers and proceeded to bring them back without violence, for they were afraid of the people that they might be stoned. When they had brought them, they stood to them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in his name, and yet you have, been filled, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. And the God of our fathers raised up a Jesus, whom you had put to death by hanging him on a cross. He is the one whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince and a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. And we are witnesses of these things, and so that the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who will obey him, but when they heard this, they were cut to the quick and intended to kill them. But a Pharisee named Gahamiel, a teacher of the law, respected by all people, stood up in the council and gave orders to put the men outside for a short time. And he said to him, Men of Israel, take care what you propose to do with these men. For some time ago, Theodos rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a group of about 400 men joined up with him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee, rose up in the days of the census 
and drew away some people after him. He too perished, and all those who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I say to you, stay away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan of action is of men, it will be overthrown. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them, or else you may even be found fighting against God. Wow, that's profound. This advice, and after calling the apostles in, they flogged them and ordered them to not speak in the name of Jesus, and they released them. So they went their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. And every day in the temple and from the house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Wow. That took some courage. No matter what they did, they kept calling. That's kind of profound because I've never really read that that one and, and got the real meaning of the one councilman saying, leave them alone because if, it, if it's not of God, it'll drift away. But if it is of God, you're going to be in deep trouble. Hmm. Just remember that. If it's of God, it'll work. If not, it's not going to work, okay? Anyway, so let's read the notes now. And we're starting with five, back to three. Satan filled or controlled Ananias' heart. The same verb appears in the command before believers to be filled with the Spirit. To, and then he's talking about to lie. The sin of Aeneas and Sapphira was not in selling of their property, but in keeping part of the proceeds of the sale, but in the lying about how much they received, and lying to the Spirit is lying to God, because the Holy Spirit is God. And we're going down to five to be put to the test to see how far they could go in presuming on God's goodness in the Solomon's portico. And actually, I think, I've even seen drawings or sketches of the Solomon's portico. Anyway, again, the Sadducees, who do not believe in resurrection, were particularly riled at the disciples' preaching of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then an angel of the Lord. Not the pre-incarnate Christ, as was the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, Stephen refers to him in 7.3, but one of God's angels, and then council and senate. These refer to the same body, the Jewish Sanhedrin. And then believers are to obey the government unless to do so, as here, would be to disobey God. If disobedience is required, then one must be prepared to suffer the consequences. And then Gamaliel. A respected rabbi who followed the liberal interpretations of Hileo, another rabbi who lived shortly before the time of Christ, his popularity demanded that the Sanhedrin listen to him, and Paul was a student of Gamaliel. Interesting. Few days. This is the only historic reference to him, so he is mentioned once here. And now we're up to 537. So the Judas of Galilee rose up. This revolt is described by historian Josephus. The following followers of this, this Judas became the zealots. Remember that, the zealots. Anyway, so next week we're going to uh, be reading chapter 6, and that's about uh, choosing uh, co-laborers, and um, will be more of the, this interesting, interesting passage in Acts. So then, anyway, God bless that one. I've really enjoyed listening to that and reading it. It's profound to me. Anyway, also, let's see. I'm going to go and read uh, something out of our our, uh, our guidepost. 
<clears throat> and uh, let's see. I have I have a nice little story. Okay, so this one's called "Don't Think It, Don't Say It." It's by Jackie Clemens, and she's from Staten Island, New York. Oh, Grandma, I wailed. I can't. I was seven years old, learning to sew under the, the patient tutelage of my Grandma Josie. No matter how hard I try, I ended up with knots and needle pricked thumbs. Can't is a word that Selmy doesn't know, Grandma told me. Can't is used by only cowards, lazy people, and those who don't know God. You cannot fall into any of these categories. Remember, Jacqueline, with God, nothing is impossible. Her mother had taught her to sew, and Grandma Josie was determined to pass the skill on to me. Despite my ineptitude, she always smiled and showed me once more how to make the intricate stitches. I loved watching Grandma's needle glide through the white material of the dress she was sewing for my first communion. Although she was 80, weakened by a heart condition, she refused to allow her only granddaughter to walk down a church aisle in a store-bought dress and veil. After a month of daily practice, when my handiwork didn't get past the knots and bleeding thumbs, I hoped Grandma Josie would give up on me, but she didn't. And the one day she placed a small muslin wrap package in my hands and inside were the last remnants of the family heirloom lace. The lace was the only possession of great-grandma Mary Mahoney brought with her from Ireland when she came to America as a young girl in the mid-1800s. Pieces of it had enhanced every bridal and communal veil worn in our clan from then on. It was a special task for the person to whom it was presented to sew on the lace. There was so little of it left. The pieces were so fine they were probably unraveling my hands. Worse still, I was afraid I would mutilate them with my clumsy stitches. Don't think it. Don't say it, Grandma Josie warned, already sensing that I was about to tell her. I decided to try another approach. I don't need the lace, Grandma, I said, avoiding even touching it. The veil is already beautiful enough. Grandma Josie's eyes twinkled, but she kept her voice stern. Wearing the lace is a sign your family that you have a stamina to become the best woman you can be. I stared at that lace as if it might come to life. My mother was 14 when the great famine swept through Ireland. She said hundreds of thousands were dying, and her family knew it was only a matter of time before they too starved to death. There was only enough money to send one person to America. Grandma Josie's eyes brim with tears as she told this story. I put my hand on her arm. I'm sure young Mary Mahoney was terrified to board that ship alone, but she didn't tell her parents I can't. She did what she had to do. Grandma explained, when I lost two of my children to influenza the same year I lost three siblings to tuberculosis, did I neglect the healthy family I had left when I learned to live with my grief? No. And she took in her, me in her arms and hugged me tightly. If you don't try to put the lace on your veil because you fear hard work, how will you stand strong against the difficult tasks that wait in your future? How I struggled with that lace from then on, often in tears, when I thought that I had found straight to be crooked, but I didn't give up. Grandma Josie never criticized, and I was determined to please her. After all, my future depended on it. Ten days before the communion, Grandma Josie suffered a stroke and had to be hospitalized. She returned home the day before the ceremony, but my parents gave strict orders not to disturb her. I had missed her very much. I managed to sneak into her bedroom and snuggle up to next to her. I'm sorry you're sick, Grandma, I whispered. Please don't be mad. I couldn't finish the lace on my veil. I tried, but I got myself into such a thread knot that I didn't know what to do. She kissed me. She said, don't you worry. She said she touched my cheek with her right hand 
which had been paralyzed into a fist by the stroke. You tried your best. Now just leave your veil on the chair and we'll finish it for you. I left the room in tears, and who is we, I wondered. The morning dawned brightly, but there was no joy in my heart. I was a failure. I tried to sneak past Grandma's room, but she heard my steps and called me in. You better get and move on if you want to plan to be on time, she said. I was surprised to find her dressed and sitting in a chair. We got the veil done, and now it's up to you. My veil lay in her lap. I picked it up and ran my fingers across the delicate stitches that held the precious lace in place. It seemed impossible, but the veil was complete. How had Grandma maneuvered this needle over the twisted right hand? As usual, she answered my thought. When you do your best, try your hardest, God's angels will fill in the rest. Thirty-five years later, I'm a competent seamstress. But most important, I live by the tradition Grandma Josie and those who have worn, worn the iris lace. When I'm confronted with a task so difficult it seems insurmountable, I say, don't think it, don't say it, but do my best and ask God to send his feelings, which are the holy angels that watch over us when we feel that, you know, we can't make it. God and his angels are helping us the whole time. So we're never, never alone. Even though we feel lonely, we're never really alone, never. And now I'm going to read a story out of my book, Worth and Worship, and I plan on getting published fairly soon. I'm, I'm giving, uh, I'm shooting for the next uh, two months, and uh, then I'll get. Uh, I'll, I'm working on um, getting something together with Amazon so I can get it published, and I have a few more stories to uh, add to it. So, okay. Now, I'm talking about a very strange uh, thing that happened to me, but I'm going to read this story. Another guardian angel, as I have many, this is about another one. I was sound asleep, then abruptly awakened in the middle of the night. In my mind's eye, I saw that I, what I thought was a dog, a black Labrador retriever. It was sitting at the foot of my bed, its golden eyes showing intense love and concern. I had never seen such loyalty and steadfastness. At the same time, I became aware of something else. An evil spirit was just beginning to come through the threshold of a large window in the living room. The protecting angel asked me a simple question. What do you want me to do? My immediate thought was, sick him. The angel rushed off to repel the evil thing. I fell back to sleep as the guardian angel returned and seemed to take its place beside us, covering, protecting. At the time of this happened, I fell back asleep, assured and safe. But contemplating it later, I was appalled. I believed evil spirits were real and that they look about trying to claim victims. But now knowing what they were and that they are actively seeking to destroy, even while we sleep, is shocking. And that's putting it mildly. That is exactly why we need to say our prayers, go to bed without anger, and pray for others' safety as well as our own. That is why we need guardian angels and the numeral protectors spoken of in the Bible. These evil spirits are looking for us to hold anywhere they can. We cannot give them a chance, and we are not alone in the struggle. Do we want divine help? Do we need divine help? Yes. I write this question with apprehension. What happens to evil people when the evil spirits are seeking them? Is that where they go and rest? It's scarier than a horror movie. All the security systems in the world cannot hold back the intent of these evil spirit beings. Our hope rests in God, 
you must pray for the believers and pray for the lost that they are found again. We thank God he has provided all this protection and that is all, that is all in place even before we need it or before we are aware we need it. We pray for our friends and families as the world turns darkly into night. Here is a good night wish I exchanged with my children as we all made ready to turn in for the night, and I also wish it to you. Good night. God bless you. I love you very much. Sweet dreams. Say your prayers, and don't let the bed bugs bite. And here's the reading to go along with it. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. That's 1 Peter 5, 8-9. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's Ephesians six twelve. And then, and behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and light shone in his cell. And he struck Peter aside and roused him, saying, Get up quickly. That's Acts 12, 7. And when I remembered thee on my bed, I meditated upon thee in the night watches, for thou hast been my help, and in the shadow of thy wings I sing for joy. Psalm 63, 7. So as I close this morning, I wish you all the best. God bless you and love you. And let's read the last one again. And when I remember thee on my bed, I meditate on thee in the night watches, for thou hast been my help, and in the shadow of thy wings I sing for joy. Psalm 63, 7. From the shadow of God's wings, we sing for joy like the little birds protected on our Heavenly Father's wings. Gosh, that touched me so much. So it's just, uh, this is the end of our prayer today. And, you know, in closing, uh, please keep each other in mind that we are, are it's interesting, the prayers of believers follow the quoted human uh, Hebrew scriptures and ask God to hear the threats uttered against them, which are actually threats against God and Christ. They express faith that God would continue to give them the Holy Spirit to keep doing miracles in Jesus' name. As they continued faithfully proclaimed the resurrection of Jesus and shared, there were no needy people among them because everybody was helping each other. So let's remember to help each other. Lots of lessons here today and lots of help. Just pray. Ask in Jesus' name, it will be given to you. So in closing prayer, we'll do our traditional prayer after a moment of silent meditation for those who are still suffering. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sunday, and please come back next week and Bring your friends and family. In closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms that you may have the strength to face whatever's ahead. Remember, you're never alone. God loves you so much. And may your best dream come true and true love live in your heart. And you can also message me if you have any concerns. You can also find me on Facebook. And I wish you all the best. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Bye-bye.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.